Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Depending on wherever you are connected from, welcome once again to Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. First of all, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank esteemed Sister Makama for this opportunity to lead in today's intercessory prayers. Thank you so much, Ma. God bless you. And I love you so dearly. Esteemed family, please have posted the prayer in the chat room today our prayer focus is that we are praying for entrepreneurs and business persons inspired by the word devotion family so we we'll pray fervently in terms of the spirit for entrepreneurs and business persons in the family that they continually work in god's wisdom attracting the choices deals and clients all over the world we we'll declare that the holy spirit is our chief marketing strategist as we bring about extraordinary business ideas and innovations. And our scripture is taken from Proverbs 22, verse 29 in the Message Bible. And, I, and it reads, Observe people who are good at their work. Skilled workers are always in demand and admired. They don't take a back seat to anyone. Esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from, kindly unmute your mic and intercede fervently. Lincoln, 
Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for every entrepreneur, businessman, or woman among our midst. Thank you for the ideas you give us. Indeed, your wisdom is at work in us. And we attract the choices, businesses, clients, and those all over the nations of the world. Our business transcends borders. We receive orders, orders from different countries. There is no small business in our midst because we are global entrepreneurs. We are global businessmen and women. For the propagation of the gospel, we buy our businesses. We are owners of multinational corporations, business we did not found. We have access to them in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We sit in big business board meetings. In this year of redemption, we receive the choices deals, the choices orders all over the world. The Holy Spirit is our chief business strategist and we bring about the biggest innovations in our businesses. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit, for the testimonies we will for the testimonies we will have because of interceding for our businesses today. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Esteemed family, once again, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank esteemed sister Makama for this opportunity to lead in today's session of intercessory prayers. Thank you so much, Ma. I also want to thank the prayer team, esteemed Dr. Kelma and esteemed sister Pisma for this opportunity. Esteemed family, thank each and every one of you for interceding today for our businesses. Indeed, we'll receive testimonies going forward because of our intercessory prayers today. God bless each and every one of you. And I love you all so dearly. Right now, we are hand over to the praise and worship team. Enjoy every aspect of the devotion, esteemed family. I love you. Over to you, worship and praise team. Thank you for the opportunity. Lord, I love you. I am grateful for the glory of your presence within, for the beauty and the colors you breathe. I love you. I am grateful for the glory of your presence within, for the beauty and the colors you bring all for you. My entire being revolves around you. 
You are working in me to will and to do your good pleasure. Displaying your virtues and perfection. Abounding in good works at all times and my deepest deep meditation is about you oh for you my entire being revolves around you you are working in me to will and to do of your good pleasure. Displaying your virtues and perfection. Abounding in good works at all times. And my deepest deep meditation is about you and my deepest deep meditation is about you and my deepest deep meditation is about you Lord Lord I love you I am grateful for the glory of your presence within, for the beauty and the colors you breathe. I love you. I am grateful for the glory of your presence within, for the beauty and the colors you bring all for you. My entire being revolves around you. You are working in me to will and to do of your good pleasure. Displaying your virtues and perfection. Abounding in good works at all times. And my deepest deep meditation is about you, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. I love you, and you I live and move, and you I have my being. You're the one who is in me. You're the one at work in me. My life is for your glory. 
you ignited the power that gets me burning only for you. Oh, Bakusata Anteli Vraku City Badik Kasunti Livaya. Livrakuza Yekisundi Livrusita Atili Varosa. Shut propels us. You are the one who is our work in us. Our life is for you. It is about you, God. Our friend, the word. Thank you. Is it just me or the audience is in Dr. Kelly? Okay, sorry. Can you hear me now? Oh, I didn't know. Go ahead, please. Oh, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, so sorry about the audio. I didn't know. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever. You are connected from. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the Word, Global Types of Devotion, with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, the esteemed Sister Botita, for that time of worship. And thank you so much, the esteemed Sister Tina, for leading us to pray. Glory be to God. Thank you, Sister Baka, for the opportunity the amazing opportunity to take today's Raps of the Reality segment. God bless you. God bless you so much, Ma. We love you. I love you. God bless you, Ma. Esteemed family, today is day three. Yay! Somebody say glory. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Today is day three of our 21 days of redemption. Glory to God. Uh, today, Saturday, the 13th of January, 2023. And the title of today's rap study is A Practice for Us. Oh, <laughs> that's quite an inspiring one. Okay, A Practice for Us. So who's ready to find out? And our theme scripture for today came from the book of John. And the Bible said, I have seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He had declared him. Glory to God. Okay. 
pastor says to us, and you can read the website together. Thank you, Esther, Sister Daisy. God bless you. The word declared in our opening verse is from the Greek ex, exjobia, uh, forgive me, exjobia. And it means to rehearse or unfold. Oh, yes, Pastor told us some days back, right? What that verse is saying, first, divinity to us. Well, the line is still breaking. Okay. Okay. Dr. Kiel, I'll have to take over. You'll, you'll have to fix your internet. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Ma. All right. Praise God. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, welcome. Um, I would, with due protocols observed, I'll just jump into the review since it has already started. No man had seen God at any time. Can I have it from the beginning of the... Sister Desi, can I have, I'm reading the opening scripture. You need to pay attention to what I'm reading. No man had seen God at any time, the only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father. He had declared him, John 1 and verse 18. The word declared in our opening verse is from the Greek, exegiomai, and it means to rehearse or unfold. So what that verse is saying is that Jesus rehearsed divinity to us. How he lived, number one. And the things he did, number two, as recorded in the scriptures, was a practice for us to see. So to see, number one, to know, number two, how to live the life of the kingdom. So he was talking about the fact that, you know how um, they say children, children um, learn by example, children. That's why if you if you find that, um for for mothers who have a nanny do you have you always observed that your your child will call your nanny the way you call your nanny mm -hmm. it might not put the auntie like every other person say oh auntie naomi auntie naomi the way you 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 call that naomi is the way that your baby would respond and every time you call naomi your baby would respond after you then another funny thing is how your baby will call your husband or your wife, the way you are calling your wife. <laughs> I was with a couple one time, and the, the 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 mother, the woman was calling her husband honey, and the baby just quickly said honey, and and then when the husband called the the wife baby, the baby immediately also said baby. So you find that for the kids, you rehearse life for them, you rehearse the life to them, and they say exactly what they hear you say. They do exactly what they hear you do. So that's why with children, it's more important what you act around them, what you say around them than the instruction that you give to them. So it says that Jesus rehearsed divinity to us, how he lived and the things he did as recorded in the scriptures was a practice for us to see and to know how to live the life of the kingdom. It means that if you read from uh, Matthew chapter one to John, those four um synoptic gospels that tell us about the story of jesus you can see as recorded for us how jesus lived you can see also all the things that he did and it is for you um a, an example for you to see and to know how to live the life of the kingdom for instance when there was no food what did jesus do 
when somebody was sick around Jesus, what did Jesus do? When there was no car and there was it was just water, what did Jesus do? So all of those things are for us to see the life of the kingdom. That's why he says that Jesus rehearsed divinity to us. No wonder the Bible says he has given us an example that we should follow his steps. For even here unto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. First Peter 2 and verse 21. Jesus rehearsed the God life to us. He rehearsed righteousness to us. You know, if you listen to the messages on righteousness, Pastor says that um, the righteousness of God is in this in a situation has nothing to do with who is right and who is wrong. And I remember in one of the messages, Pastor says that when you are brought into a situation and you have to judge a matter, stop looking for who is right and who is wrong. Establish the righteousness of God in the matter. Remember the story of um of, of that woman that was caught in adultery. They had brought her with all their stones. They were ready to stone her. And the Lord Jesus, he knew he had, she had done wrong. Because if you look at his statement at the end of the day, so he acknowledged the wrong that she had done when he told her, go and sin no more. So he knew. He was not saying that she had not sinned. But in the situation, he was not trying to look for who was right or who was wrong. He wanted to establish the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God in that situation was that God is not condemning the sinner. God is giving the sinner an opportunity to be one with him. So in any situation that we find ourselves, the question is, what is the righteousness of God concerning the matter? What does God's word say concerning the matter? For instance, you are a mother, you are a father, you are an elder sister, you are a friend, you are a colleague in the office, or you are a supervisor. And then two people within your um sphere of contact or in the house are having this very terrible uh, misunderstanding that has resulted to malice. How do you judge the situation? Are you trying to tell this person that you are, I know that you are the one that started the malice. I know, I know that you have a, an unforgiving heart. I know you carry things in your heart and you don't forgive. It's, it's, a, it's a wicked thing. Is that how you settle the matter? Or do you bring before them, <clears throat> excuse me, do you bring before them the scripture that says, follow peace with all men? A, 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 a particular translation says, if you have to run after it, run after it. Do you show them from the scriptures all the um, 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 counsel about living in peace, about living in harmony, about forgiveness? And causing them to see from the word of God that God wants them to be at peace with one another. That's how you settle a matter that only makes it worse. But that's how you settle a matter that you bring the righteousness of God into it and it is established in the situation and then it just turns out for good, no matter how bad the matter is, no matter how terrible people have disagreed, have insulted themselves. Do you know that you can restore the righteousness of God into that rehearsed to you? Are you living it? Jesus rehearsed the God life to us. He rehearsed righteousness to us. He came to live before us so we could know what God is like. John 1.14 says, And the word was made, became flesh and lungs.
is in words. God wants you to have the same consciousness. He wants you to think and talk like Jesus. How much of the person and Clans 5, 1 to 2 says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ who had loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice from the Greek mimite, mimitis, meaning to be an imitator. Of course, you 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 can see that the word mimic came from that um um that origin origin word that Greek word, meaning to be an imitator to copy another. The only reason we can imitate God is because we've seen Him in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to unveil Him. For example, we often talk about how God loves us, but we couldn't describe that love until we saw Jesus in action. Now we can walk in love as Christ also loved us. Christ showed us how to practice God's love. Hallelujah. A very good example is the fact that, you know, when Jesus was betrayed, to um, this person that I said, the network is breaking. Please confirm that it is my it's speaking um, is my Is my network breaking? Can you hear me clearly? Sometimes, ma, it comes off and goes. Can I get a faster response? Yes, ma, it comes and goes. Aside Dr. Kell, can somebody else confirm? Yes, ma. Okay, thank you so much. All right. Okay. I, I, I'm actually done with the Rhapsody of Realities. And I, I wonder why to do all these. My network and Dr. Kell's network seems to be having an issue. Okay. A quick example. You know, they had all run away when Jesus was captured and arrested. And the very one person who seemed to have been following, which was Peter, ended up denying Jesus. You know when you you were in a in a very terrible situation and all the people that you hoped would stay with you would stand by you abandoned you. When you come out of that situation, what do you want to prove? Do you want to prove to them that you survived? <clears throat> do you want to let them know that they betrayed you and you don't want to have anything to do with them? Or do you still love them? Would you like Jesus still come and tell Peter to feed the sheep and tell Peter to take care of the church? Would you still allow Peter be the head of the church, like he ended up as. You know, all those things are documented for us in the Gospels, for us to see how Jesus handled matters, how he lived, so that we can know that there's a better way to live. There's a life of forgiveness. There's a life where there are, there's a second chance with God. There are many chances with God. You never run out of chances with God. And I'm saying this now. Somebody in the accountability partnership says that as Tamaka has told me that this is my last chance. Yes, it is your last chance. That's why I'm not Jesus. And, and that matter has nothing to do with forgiveness of sin. It has everything to do with your personal effectiveness. And you don't want to be personally effective. Uh -huh. Somebody's laughing. Laugh. So um, don't, don't use the, the, my words against me. That's what I'm just trying to say. Because... With this person uh, uh, accountability partnership is optional. Don't worry, if we don't do it, we'll still all go to heaven. It's optional, right? It has nothing to do with the foundation of Christianity. We say we want to help you make your life better. You say no. And then you say, Sister Maka says, I, I don't have another chance after now. I'm just telling you that I meant what I said and it has not changed. It has nothing to do with today's devotional article. 
praise God. Anyways, I love you all so much and just maximize the opportunities that God has given us. I'm going to hand over to esteemed sister Oge at this moment for the next segment. I'll be back for the meditation segment. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Marco, for the wrap of this segment. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you so much for the opportunity as well to handle this segment of our devotion this morning. Esteemed family, right now we're going to proceed to the further study of our devotion for today. And I'll read from the book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. John 13, 15. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Be ye followers of me, even as I am of Christ. 1 John chapter 2, and verse 6. He that, said, he that said he abided in me ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The same family right now, we're going to take the confession together. I walk in love and righteousness and display the character of Christ to my world. I think, talk, and act like Jesus, expressing the God life in me and impacting my world with the divine nature of God in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. The same family will proceed now to the daily scripture reading. We're going to take the one-year Bible reading plan, and I'll take the New Testament portion of today's reading. Today, we're reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 10, from verse 1 to 23, in New Living Translation. Caption, Jesus sends out the 12 apostles. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also called Peter. Then Andrew, Peter's brother. James, son of Zebedee. John, James' brother. Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas. Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus. Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot. Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Jesus sent out the 12 apostles with these instructions. Don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Don't take any money in your money belts. No gold, silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes and sandals or even a walking stick. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be fed. Whenever you enter a city or village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If it is not, take back the blessing. If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. I tell you the truth. The wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on the judgment day. 
Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves, but beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and you and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers, but this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Hallelujah. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child. And children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth, the Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. With that, we have come to the end of our New Testament reading for today. Thank you so much, dear Sister Marco, for this opportunity. Right now, I'll hand over to the Old Testament team. Do have a beautiful weekend, everyone, and enjoy the rest of our devotion. God bless you. Chapter 10 Jesus Sends Out the Twelve Apostles Jesus called his twelve disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Here are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also called Peter. Then Andrew, Peter's brother. James, son of Zebedee. Praise Philip. the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. <clears throat> I'd like to take this opportunity to thank esteemed Sister Maka. Oh my God. And for the many opportunities, praise the Lord. <laughs> esteemed family, I'd like to welcome you to our Old Testament Bible reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Today we'll be reading chapters 31 through to 33 of the book of Genesis in the NLT translation. Praise the Lord. We are still with Jacob and his uh, flock. Uh, chapter 31, Jacob flees from Laban. But Jacob soon learned that Laban's sons were grumbling about him. L Jacob has robbed our father of everything. They said, he has gained all his wealth at our father's expense. And Jacob began to notice a change in Laban's attitude towards him. Then the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out to the field where he was watching his flock. He said to them, I have noticed that your father's attitude toward me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. That's all that matters. You know how hard I have worked for, me, for your father, but he has cheated me, changing my wages 10 times. But God has, uh, has not allowed him to do me any harm for if he said the speckled animals will be your wages the whole flock began to produce speckled young and when he changed his mind and said the stripped animals will be your wages then the whole flock produced stripped stripped young 
in this way, God has taken your father's animals and given them to me. One time during the mating season, I had a dream and saw that the male goats mating with the females were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of the Lord said to me, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am. The angel said, Look up and you will see that only the strict, speckled and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah responded, that's fine with us. We won't inherit any of our father's wealth anyway. Agreed. He has reduced our rights to those of foreign women. And after he sold us, he wasted the money you paid him for us. All the wealth God has given you from our father legally belongs to us and our children. So go ahead and do whatever God has told you. So Jacob put his wives and children on camels and he drove all his livestock in front of him. He packed all the belongings he had acquired in Padon Aram, in Padan Aram and set out set out for the land of Canaan, where his father Isaac lived. At the time they left, Laban was some distance away, shearing his sheep. Rachel stole her father's household idols and took them with her. Jacob outwitted Laban and Aramia, Aramia, Aramin, for they set out secretly and never told Laban they were leaving. So Jacob took all his possessions with him and crossed the Euphrates River, heading for the hill country of Gilead. Mm, don't stop here. I feel like we're reading the book. Don't stop here. Laban pursues Jacob. Three days later, Laban was told that Jacob had fled. So he gathered a group of his relatives and set out in hot pursuit. He caught up with Jacob seven days later in the hill country of Gilead. But the previous night, God had appeared to Laban, the Aramin, in a dream and told him, I'm warning you, leave Jacob alone. Laban caught up with Jacob as he was camped in the hill country of Gilead, and he set up his camp not far from Jacob's. What do you mean by deceiving me like that? Laban demanded. How dare you drag my daughters away like prisoners of war? Why did you slip away secretly? Why did you deceive me? And why didn't you say you wanted to leave? Mm. I would have given you a farewell feast with singing and music accompanied with tambourines, tambourines and harps. Why didn't you let me kiss my daughters and grandchildren and all and tell them goodbye? You have acted very foolishly. I could destroy you, but the God of your father appeared to me last night and warned me, leave Jacob alone. I can understand your feeling that 
you must go and your intense longing for your father's home. But why have you stolen my gods? I rushed away because I was afraid, Jacob replied. Jacob answered, I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. But as for your gods, see if you can find them and let the person who has taken them die. Mm wouldn't be too quick to say that. And if you find anything else that belongs to you, identify it before all the all these relatives of ours, and I will take it back. But Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the household idols. Laban went first into Jacob's tent to search there, then into Leah's, and then the tents of the two servant wives, but he found nothing. Finally, he went into Rachel's tent, but Rachel had taken the household gods and hidden them in their camel saddle, in her camel saddle, and now she was sitting on them. <laughs> When Laban had thoroughly searched her tent without finding them, she said to her father, please, sir, forgive me if I don't get up for you. I have, I'm having my monthly period. So Laban continued his search, but he could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became very angry and he challenged Laban. What's my crime? He demanded, what have I done wrong to make you chase after me as though I were a criminal? You have rummaged through everything I own. Now show me what you have found that belongs to you. Set it out here in front of us before our relatives for all to see. Let them judge between us. For 20 years, I have been with you caring for your flocks. In all that time, your sheep and goats never miscarried. In all those years, I never used a single ram of yours for food. If any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce the count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. You made me pay for every stolen animals animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in the dark of, of night. I worked for you through the scorching heat of the day and through cold and sleepless nights. Yes, for 20 years, I slaved in your house. I worked for 14 years, earning your two daughters. Oh, and then six more years for your flock. And you changed my wages 10 times. In fact, if the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty handed. But God has seen your abuse and my hard work. That, that is why he appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Jacob's treaty with Laban. Verse 43, then Laban replied to Jacob, these women are my daughters. These children are my grandchildren and these flocks are my flocks. In fact, everything you see is mine. But what can I do now about my daughters and their children? So come, let's make a covenant, you and I, and it will be a witness or to our commitment. So Jacob took a stone and set it upon 
and set it up as a monument. Then he told his family members, gather some stones. So they gathered stones and piled them in a heap. Then Jacob and Laban sat down beside the pile of stone to eat a covenant meal. To commemorate the event, Laban called the place Jegasahadutha, which means witness power in Aramaic. And Jacob called it Galid, which means witness power in Hebrew. Then Laban declared, this power of stones will stand as a witness to remind us of the covenant we have made today. This explains why it was called Galit, witness power, but it was also called Mizpah, which means watchtower. For Laban said, may the Lord keep watch between us to make sure that we keep this covenant when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters or if you carry other wives, God will see it even if no one else does. Hallelujah. He is a witness to this. He is a witness to this covenant between us. See this power of stones, Laban continued, and see this monument I have set between us. They stand between us as witnesses to of our vows. I will never pass this power of stones to harm you, and you must never pass these stones or this monument to harm me. I call on God of our ancestors, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and God of my grandfather Nahor, to save as a judgment between us. So Jacob took an oath before the fearsome God of his father Isaac to respect the boundary line. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice to God as oh, to God there on the mountain and invited everyone to a covenant feast. After they had eaten, they spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early the next morning and he kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. Yeah. Chapter 32, praise the Lord. As Jacob started on his way again, angels of God came to meet him. When Jacob saw them, he exclaimed, this is God's camp. So he named the place Mahaniam, Mahanaim. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Jacob sends gifts to Esau, verse three. Then Jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother Esau who was living in the region of Ser in the land of Edom. He told them, give this message to my master Esau. Humble greetings from your servant Jacob. Until now, I have been living with Uncle Laban. And now I own cattle, donkeys, flocks of sheep and goats, and many servants, both men and women. I have sent these messengers to inform my Lord of my coming hoping that you will be friendly to me. After delivering the message, the messengers returned to Jacob and reported, we met your brother Esau, and he is already on his way to meet you with an army of 400 men. Jacob was terrified at the news. He divided his household along with the sheep, the flocks and herds and camels into two groups, he thought. If Esau 
meets one group and attacks it. Perhaps the other group can escape. Then Jacob prayed, Oh, oh God of my grandfather Abraham and God of my father Isaac, oh God, oh Lord, you told me, return to your land, to your own land and to your relatives. And you promised me, I will treat you kindly. I am not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown to me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me along with my wives and children, but you promised me I will surely treat you kindly and I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sands along the seashore. Too many to count. Jacob stayed where he was for the night. Then he selected these gifts from his possessions to present to his brother Esau. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 20 eels, 20, oh, 200 eels, 20 rams, 30 female camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 male donkeys. Aye, if I was given this, the way I love farming. <laughs> he divided these animals into herds and assigned each of each to different servants. Then he told his servants, go ahead of me with the animals, but keep some distance between the herds. He gave these instructions to the men leading the first group. When my brother Esau meets you, he will ask, whose servants are you? Where are you going? Who owns these animals? You must reply, they belong to your servant Jacob. Servant, but they are a gift for his master Esau. Look, he is coming right behind us. Verse six, verse nineteen. Jacob gave the same instruction to the second and third herdsmen, and to all who followed behind the herds. You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. And be sure to say, look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. Jacob thought, I will try to appease him by sending gifts ahead of me. When I see him in person, perhaps he will be friendly to me. So the gifts were sent on ahead while Jacob spent that night in the camp. Jacob wrestles with God. Verse 22. During the night, Jacob got up and took two and took his two wives, he, his two seven, his two servant wives and his 11 sons and crossed the Jab, Jabok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. 
Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Oh, frante. May God change your name this day. Please let Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Penel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. Hallelujah. The sun was rising as Jacob left Penel and he was limping because of the injury of his hip. Even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strains the tendon of Jacob's hip. Hallelujah. The last chapter of the day. Chapter 33, Jacob and Esau make peace. Hallelujah. Then Jacob looked up and saw Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and his two servant wives. He put the servant wives and their children at the front, Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Jacob, oh, and Joseph last. Mm. <laughs> According to his love, huh? Rachel is the last one. Then Jacob went on ahead. As he approached his brother, he bowed to the ground seven times before him. Then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him, threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. And they both wept. Oh. Then Esau looked at the women and children and asked, Are these people with you? <laughs> These are the children God has graciously given me. Well, our children, if you ask me, your servant, Jacob replied. Then the seven wives came forward with their children and bowed before him. Next came Leah with her children and they bowed before him. Finally, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed before him. And what were all the flocks and herds I, I met as I came? Esau asked. Jacob replied, they are a gift, my Lord, <laughs> to ensure your friendship. My brother, I have plenty. Ah, you're adding to the blessing. Oh, yeah, adding to the blessing. Esau answered, keep what you have for yourself. Jacob insisted, no, if I have found favor with you, please accept this gift from me. And what a relief to see your friendly smile. It is like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift I have brought you, for God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough. Ah, overflowing cup. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Verse 12. Well, Esau said, let's be going. I will lead the way. But Jacob replied, you can see, my Lord, that some of the children are very young and the flocks and herds have their young too. If they are driven too hard, even for a day, I would all the animals would die. Please, my Lord, go ahead of your servant. We will follow slowly at a pace that is comfortable for the livestock and the children. I will meet you at Sir. 
all right, Esau said, but at least let me assign some of my men to guide and protect you. Jacob responded, that's not necessary. It's enough that you've received my warm, me warmly, my Lord. So Esau turned around and started back to Sir that same day. Jacob, on the other hand, traveled on to Succoth. There he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place was named Sakoth, which means shelters. Later, having traveled all the way from Pad Padanram, Padanaram, Jacob arrived safely at the town of Shechem in the land of Canaan. There he put up camp outside the town. Jacob bought the plot of land where he camped from the family of Hamo, the father of Shechem, for hundred pieces of silver. And there he built an altar and named it Elohi Israel. Elohi Israel. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for this opportunity and the many opportunities. Esteemed family, right away, we'll move over to the Pauline affirmation. We knock off one task. Just the a Lord. second, esteemed Sister Francisca. Please, the Pauline affirmation will be taken uh, personally. We have just nine minutes, and those of us reading the Bible, we have to pay attention to speed and ensure that we don't buy up the time for the meditation. I really intend to keep this devotion ending at seven, and I do not like the fact that um, from time to time we have been um, um, going a few minutes beyond it. Praise God. Let's have the meditation details on the screen at the moment. Today is day three in our 21 days journey, and um, um, it's it's something that, you know, a, a lot of you, when you hear redemption, all you have actually been thinking about, are, oh, you focused on the vouchers. Oh, that's beautiful. The fact that um, the redemption that Christ brought for us um, dealt with sin, dealt with shame, dealt with guilt and all of that. Um, but one of the things I observe that the Spirit of God also wants to do in this first month of the year is to establish a mindset of redemption in you. And one of it are the things that you need to re redeem beyond the, the blessings you want to redeem. There are set, certain personal structures that you need to put in place. And today we're going to be starting with one of them, redeeming time. Time is of essence. When we say redemption, 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 let's not just cash coupons and cash vouchers. There are certain structures that if you do not put in place in your life, you will not experience what the year is about. And today I want to talk to you about finding and fulfilling purpose. Give me the, uh, the, the, the scripture for the day. Ephesians 5, 15 to 17, Amplified Classic Translation. It says, look carefully then how you walk. And coming from today's devotional article, I think that this sends a message. Look carefully. Somebody check me the word carefully, quickly. I have eight minutes to round off this meeting. I need, I need speed. Look carefully. How you walk. You know, when he's telling you that you are walking, look carefully. It's like somebody that's taking a walk. You say, ah, Dr. Care, look, look carefully, look carefully. That means that road you are walking, it can cause you to fall. It can cause you to stumble. That's the only reason somebody will, be tell, somebody will tell you to be careful. He said, 
please give me something. It's up, you are giving me sorrowfully that it's obsolete. He told you it's obsolete. To show um attentively, circumspectly. So it's telling you to pay attention. Look carefully how you walk. Live purposefully and wordily and accurately. But these are words that I would have wanted us to check individually. But I, I told you that your, your meditations should be checking out the keywords. Careful. Marked with worry, caution, or prudence. And you see, it brings us back to prudence. Your study of the book of Proverbs in this January, take it seriously. Take it seriously. Prudence. Watchfully, attentively, cautiously, providently. And when you talk about providence, providence is talking about God. That means put God in the center of your work. Look carefully then how you work. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. You can live and not be accurate. Live worthily, live purposefully. Please, you need to check out those words. Not as the unwise and witless. With is a kind of demonstration and expression of wisdom. Not as the unwise. Can I have this scripture? But as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity. See, if I want to talk about buying up each, each opportunity, most of you were here when we did all, we took all the testimonies coming from the 29th of December into this year, almost 10 days of testimonies. A major thing that many of them kept saying was the accountability partnership. Yet, many of you didn't reach out for an accountability partner. There are people that just joined the devotion. A friend of theirs told them about the accountability partnership. They have already reached out. Some of them have been assigned partners. Some are in the waiting room waiting to be assigned partners. They are new members that are jumping at an opportunity. It says buying up each opportunity. Don't, don't be foolish in 2024. Don't be. And I'm going to read it for you. It said, because the days are evil, brother Emmanuel, please, because, spell it well and correct this thing, replace it in the group. Because the days are evil. I don't know if brother Emmanuel is connected. Sister Abigail gets his attention. Pastor Ndapandla gets his attention on it. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. It's telling you that don't be vague. Somebody help me quickly check the word vague. Vague and thoughtless. Quickly give me the definition. Don't be vague. Don't just take the day as it comes. Decide how the day will be like. Don't just take life as it comes. Define your life. What exactly are you living for every day? And this is why we give the tax to help you. If you follow the tax that we have even given, your days will have purpose. Your days will not be vague. Your days will not be thoughtless. You just jump on any movie that is trending on Netflix. They talked about it on social media. You have entered. You have entered. You are now watching season. A vague person is not able to think clearly or gives an impression of not thinking clearly in order to hide their real thoughts. Vague. Something that is unclear. Imprecise and lacking in detail, making it difficult to understand and define precisely. Don't be vague, don't be thoughtless, and don't be foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. The only way for you to know the will of the Lord is to know the word. Take Project A Message A Day seriously, take the meditations of the scriptures seriously. 
take the things that we're doing, ministry programs, your church services, your cell meetings, cell leaders become inspiring. Let your cell meeting be so inspiring that your members are looking forward to the next one. I wish I could stay on this, but time is fast spent, thoughtless, showing consideration a of not showing consideration for the needs of other people. He's telling you that don't live your life without consideration for the needs of others. I've told you, God told us, he said, you are interested in religion, I'm interested in people. I've told you there's no purpose outside of people. And I gave a series in, under, under the project, a message that they called the Purpose Series. Um, Sister Motinta, please kindly repost it on the project, a message that they group. If you, if you are here and you haven't found or you are, you are not sure what your purpose is, you need to go through that series. It comes with an instruction on exactly what to do. And Sister Mutinta will post it on the group. Please help post the links of all the groups. If you are new here, kindly join and follow the follow us in this journey if you are going to get the results that we are getting you have to follow jesus said follow me and i will make you be making comes after the following if you are not following don't expect to be made the structures we have here have been put in place by the spirit of god for you follow and be made you heard the testimonies. some of them were too good to be true but it is in the following that we got the testimonies oh basala gabaya let us take the communion. And if you if you have been submitting your scorecard on the Inspired by the Word group, Devotion group, I'm going to start deleting it. We created a group for the submission of scorecards. Um, and batch reps, if I see any of your members scorecard on the Inspired by the Word group, I'm going to hold you responsible. You are to ensure that all your members are in the submission group and that's where the submissions should be done. All these corrections that we're doing, let's not correct. Let's let's be very excellent in 2024. Let's get things right the first time. We can't be saying something again and again and again, and then it seems like somebody is not hearing. Say, I hear. I hear rightly. I hear accurately. And I get it right the first time. First Corinthians 11 from verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks... He break it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. This is a new day for us. This is a new year. This is a new journey. And yes, Lord, we redeem time. Is there anybody here who is lagging behind? Is there anybody here who is left, who has, who is, who's putting themselves out of your plan and will for their lives? Is there anyone here who hasn't found purpose or who is not walking in the path in fulfilling purpose? Lord, as we break this bread and as we take this cup, we thank you because there is a reorganization of their lives. There is a redirection. They begin to pay attention with what with, to that which counts. They keep the main thing, the main thing, and they are helped massively and my, marvelously helped of the Holy Spirit to stay in the path of purpose and to fulfill it in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Thank you, Father, for the cup. It is just as you have told us. 
we are helped. We are helped. And we are not vague. We are not thoughtless. We are not foolish. We live accurately. We live purposefully. We live worthily. And it is so in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please take the cup. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for your time, everyone. If today is your birthday, please leave us a message on the chat room. If you're joining us for the first time, tell us where you're connected from, who invited you, and let's know your full name. For those um, sending their offerings to their churches, your offering is blessed and it's multiplied unto you swiftly in abundance in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. There's a channel where we post all the activities for the daily um, tax. Please join the channel. If you check on the room, you will see all the links. Number nine is the channel. Number eight is the scorecard submission group. And of course, we have other groups that we have put in place for your growth and for your benefits. God bless you. All right. Any birthdays today? Any first timer today? Our time is fast spent. I'm already two minutes into somebody's day all right happy birthday to your nephew esteemed um, sister rita happy birthday to him and then um, this sister Inkechi joining us from the uk invited by brother collins chukos thank you it's good to have you in the house god bless you heavenly father we thank you for our new family members and we thank you for our loved ones who are celebrating their birthdays this one's fine purpose. This one's walk in the path of fulfilling purpose. Lord, when they stand before you, it shall be said that they did all that they were born to do and they lived their lives to the full. Father, we thank you. It is well with them, spirit, soul, and body. And on this journey, testimonies abound. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right, brothers and sisters, God bless you. Have a great day and ensure that you go through your tax and submit your scorecards. We've come to the end of today's devotion and I'd like us to unmute our mics as we share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord. 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 And the grace of our